0: Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We are glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message.
1: Matthew 16, reading from verse number 17, the Bible tells us, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say to you, that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now this is a very popular verse. Many of us have heard this verse preached in different ways. But one thing I want you to bring out from this verse of the scripture is that number one We live in a kingdom that is operated by keys We live in a kingdom that is operated by keys The Bible says, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven And whatever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven And whatever you lose on earth shall be lost in heaven We operate, we live in a kingdom that is operated by keys And what are these keys? From the passage that we read the bible makes us to understand that with the keys of the kingdom are the revelation of god to us the keys of the kingdom of god they are the revelation of god to us if you look at verse number 17 of uh, matthew chapter 16 jesus answered and said unto him blessed are you simon bar jonah for flesh and blood has not revealed these unto you but my father who is in heaven so we live in a kingdom that is operated by keys and that key is the revelation of the word of God to us what God Almighty opens our eyes to be able to see those are the keys and then we will see that this key grant us access to what has already been provided to us by God at redemption in other words the keys the things that God revealed to you those things God has already made available to you At the time you were born again, at the time you became one of his own, at the time he gave you his spirit, God already granted you some basic things. For you now to access those things, you need the revelation of the Almighty God to see them. The Bible said that you are healed by his stripes. Unless you get the revelation of healing, you will go about walking in sickness and not being able to attain it. The Bible said that I said, I wish above all things that you may prosper as your soul prospered. In other words, the benefit of prosperity has been given to the believer at redemption. But you need the keys of the kingdom to be able to access it. So the keys of the kingdom grants us access to what has already been provided for us by God at redemption. And then finally, from the verse of scripture, we see that the access to these keys of the kingdom, your level of access, your level of understanding, your level of access to the revelation of God, determines your success in life. How far you are going to travel in life. The things that you are going to enjoy. The benefit that you are going to be able to accumulate in your life. Is a function of the number or the level of the revelation of God that you have. If you have seen God revealed In a certain department of your life You will see God walk in those areas The Bible says in verse number 18 I say unto you You are Peter And upon this rock Upon this revelation I will build my church And the gates of hell Shall not prevail against it." Which means If you do not have that revelation You will not be able to build Whatever God wants you to build And if you cannot build Whatever God wants you to build The enemy prevails You get the idea So the whole point here is access to the kingdom keys determines your level of success. And my brothers and sisters, you will all agree with me that it doesn't matter how long you stay in front of a building. If you don't have the key, you are not going inside. You can stay there and cry. You can stay there and shout at the door. You can stay there and negotiate with the door. You can give him all the reasons why you want to be inside the house. If you don't have the key, the door is not going to be opened. The same thing in the kingdom of God. To change your level in life, to succeed in any department of your life, you need to access the right keys that opens the door to that particular area that you want to enter. Do you want to enter into the realm of financial prosperity? You need the keys that open the door to the realm of financial prosperity. You want to access the realm of healing? You need the keys that open the door to the realm of healing. If you want to access promotion, change of level, whatever you want to access in the kingdom of God, you need a specific revelation from God about that area. Because to succeed in any area of life, you need to access the key that unlocks that particular area of life that you are interested in. It's all about the commanding greater level of spiritual authority. And the question is, why must you change that level? Why must you change where you are? What are the reasons that we all must change our level? The reason is because your level determines your level of power. Where you are, determines the level of power that you have. Because if your level, if your level of command is low, then your power is low. You change your level because it determines your level of authority. Jesus Christ was talking about to this centurion. The centurion came to Jesus and said, "My servant is sick." He said, "Let me come to your house." Man said, "No." He said, "Just speak the word." And he said, my servant will be here. He said, because I'm a man under authority. I tell this person to go and he go. I tell this person to come and they come. He understood the authority that Jesus Christ commanded. And he's saying to the Lord Jesus Christ, I know that you are a man of authority because you are at a different level of command. If you want to experience the same level of authority, you need to change your level. We change our level because we want to have control. There are certain people that certain things don't bother them. The whole world may be coming to an end, they are not bothered, why? Because they have control. Many of us, if our employer says don't come to work for one week or for one month, then we're in trouble. Changing your level determines your level of control. Not only that, you need to change your level because it determines your level of influence. There are certain places that you will go and because of your level of control, they bow. And there are some places you go, they treat you like nobody. So you change our level because it determines our level of influence. It also determines our level of access. There is a difference between the access that you will give to a mayor and the access that you will give to the president. Two different things. Even when you are at your place of work, the computer that you are using, there is what is called access levels. Access level is determined by your place, your placement within the organization. The president has access to every system in the organization. But when you talk about somebody who is a CSR, somebody managing the customer service, you only have access to that customer service computer. The point you are making is that your level of command determines your level of access. That's why you must change your level if you want to have access to greater things. It also determines your level of allocation. It determines what is given to you. Your level of control determines what is given to you. Jesus Christ said to that particular servant, he said that you have been given five, now you have ten. He said, have greater control over more cities. Your level of command determines your level of allocation. And then finally, it determines the level of security that you're going to enjoy. What does it take to maintain the next level? What are the things that you need to do to be able to maintain the level that God is going to take you? And one thing I want you to understand is that as we look at this particular level, I'm going to be giving you some basic strategy for maintaining that level. In Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, Reading from verse number 1, the Bible tells us the story there. And that story is that Jesus was being tempted. After Jesus was baptized, the Bible says that the Spirit of God came upon him and then he was led into the wilderness. You all know the story. The Bible tells us that when Jesus went into the wilderness, let's pick up the story from verse number 1. It said, "Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Verse number 2, being tempted for 40 days by the devil, and in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungered. Now, please note, the Bible makes us to understand that Jesus Christ was baptized. The Spirit of the Almighty God came upon him, It led him into the wilderness. In the wilderness, he fasted for 40 days. During that 40 days, the enemy tempted him. The enemy kind of brought all sorts of things, and Jesus Christ overcame all that temptation. After that particular temptation, after the 40 days, look at verse number 13. Verse number 13, Bible now tells us, Now when the devil had ended every temptation, every temptation, three were recorded for us in scripture. But the Bible says, every temptation. Now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Now look at verse number 14. The Bible says, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went throughout, all surrounded. I want you to pay careful attention to me in what I'm about to say. I want you to notice in verse 1 of Luke 4, the Bible said Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led into the wilderness. After 40 days of fasting and prayer, after an encounter with the devil, after overcoming the temptation of the devil, look at verse number 14. The Bible says Jesus returned in the power Of the spirits to Galilee. And news of him. Went throughout all surrounding. Now the Bible says that he was filled. When he was going into the wilderness. But by the time he was coming out. He came out with the power. Of the Holy Spirit. In other words. That during that 40 days. When Jesus went into the wilderness. He went at a particular level. He went into the wilderness at a particular level. By the time he came out. He came out at a completely different level. He went out being filled with the Holy Spirit. He came out operating in the power of the Spirit. Two completely different things. He's wanting to be filled with the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues. Good for you. That's the entry level. But when you come out with the power and you operate in the power, that is a completely different level. So you will see, Jesus came out operating at a much higher level of command when he came out of that wilderness the bible says he returned in the power of the spirit to galilee after 40 days of fasting and prayer jesus came back with a new and a higher level of command he changed his level within that particular 40 days he moved into a new realm of power within that 40 days but that's not where we're going now you will think that if somebody begins to operate in the power of the spirit of god that person should be satisfied I mean, I do like these people are healed. I do like these people, you know, God hears answer prayer. I say, let the heaven be closed, it's closed. I mean, I can do all those things. I'll call CNN, they are in front of me, they are recording me, and I tell them how good I am. That's what I'm going to do if I were Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that Jesus is now operating at the higher command. You would think that he would take this easy. You would think that now he should chill out a little bit. But if you continue to read the gospel, account of our Lord Jesus Christ his life and his ministry you will notice that Jesus Christ did not just stop there he did not stop there if you look at the book of mark chapter 1 the bible tells us in verse 35 now in the morning having risen a long while before daylight he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed this is a guy who's operating in the power of the spirit he still prayed Matthew chapter 14, verse 32, 23. The Bible says, when he had sent the multitude away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. This is a guy who is healing the sick and casting out the devil. He still praying. Luke chapter 6, verse number 12. The Bible says, and it came to pass in those days that when he went out on the mountain to pray, he continued all night in prayer to God. Basically what I'm saying is that The spiritual discipline that our Lord Jesus Christ went through within that 40 days of fasting in the wilderness was not a one-time thing. It was a continuous experience in his life. It was a regular discipline in his life. And the question is, why would Jesus continue to do that? You already have the power. What are you looking for? You already have the power. And that's why you ask the rich man, what are you looking for? looking for money again. You're already rich. You should be on one particular island seeking pina colada with that particular drink with umbrella. That's what you should be doing. You should be having fun. But you find out that the rich keeps working. The anointed keeps seeking greater anointing. You understand? The powerful keep seeking more power. Why? Why was Jesus continuing to practice the things that made him to survive in the wilderness? Why? Why did Jesus continue to practice spiritual discipline? My brothers and sisters, the reason Jesus Christ continued to practice the spiritual discipline is because he needs to sustain his level of command. You need to sustain that level of command. Assuming you get a job and you are paid maybe $10,000 a month, Do you sit down and just relax? No, because your need will grow to fill that 10,000. And if you don't keep walking before you know what's happening, the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. The man Jesus Christ continued the spiritual discipline because he needed to sustain his high level of command. Jesus continued to exercise the spiritual discipline because he wanted to maintain the spiritual fire and the authority that he needs to fulfill his mission. That's why he kept doing it. Because you cannot do this thing on just once a day or once in a while operation. It has to be continuous. It has to be continuous. And yes, you may say, yes, I get it. I know he needs to sustain his level of command to fulfill his mission. But the question is, why must he sustain the level of command to fulfill his mission? Why? I want you to look and look chapter 4. The same chapter that we are reading. But I want you to pay attention to verse number 13. The Bible says, when the devil ended every temptation, which means he tempted everything he could tempt. The Bible says he departed from him until an opportune time. The devil did not leave him alone. The devil did not leave him alone. The devil just said, okay, I'm waiting for you to make a mistake. That's all I'm looking for. Any opportunity and you become careless I will come in at you. That's basically what that verse is telling us. The Bible says he departed from him until an opportune time. Which means he had people watching the Lord Jesus Christ. You had people watching every step. Watching every move. Watching every behavior. You make a mistake, I knock you down. Because I know that you are protected. I know the angels are surrounding you. I know the Lord Almighty hears your prayer all the time. I'm just waiting for the time that you are not going to pray. I'm waiting for the time that you're not going to fast. I'm waiting for the time that you're not going to read the scriptures. I'm waiting for the time that you're not going to do the things that is making you to be strong. I'm waiting for a careless moment and then I will mess with you. That's why he cannot be slack. That's why he has to continue to maintain that particular level. So Jesus continued. From this passage we see the reason jesus had to maintain his level of command he had to maintain his spiritual command was because satan is watching and waiting that's one because number two nature abhors vacuum whatever you neglect to maintain will degrade whatever you neglect to maintain will erode Everything you refuse to maintain, you will find that it begins to go down. It goes from the house. It goes to your car. If you refuse to do oil change for your car, the car will stop working eventually. If you refuse to maintain the house, it will start falling. If you refuse to maintain relationship, the relationship will begin to go bad. Everything you refuse to maintain destroys nature, abhors vacuum. And you sustain your level of command because degradation and deterioration is the result of the fallen nature. So if you don't do anything, weed will start growing. Do you wonder who are the people that plant the tree, the weed in your compound? Nobody. You spend a lot of money to mow your grass and do everything, but the weed just keep coming. How? Because that is the curse that has been upon the land. And if you don't maintain, degradation and deterioration is the result of lack of maintenance. And because deterioration and degradation is the lack of maintenance, See, God himself maintains the world and keeps it in orbit. And that's what the Bible tells us about. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. It says, Christ upholds all things by the word of his power. You need to be able to learn the skills to maintain. Jesus had to continue to sustain, to maintain his spiritual discipline because he understood that if you stop doing it, degradation comes in, deterioration comes in, and the enemy is able to knock you out. Jesus maintained the spiritual command because for you to continue to be a blessing to other people, you need to sustain yourself also. You cannot dish out something when you keep going empty. And that's why you go to church and you find out that when the pastor does not take the time to build up himself, he starts telling you stories of the places he has visited. I was in London and the Lord did wonderful things. You are not equipping the people you are telling us stories. The point you are making is that if you do not sustain yourself, what you will find is that you cease to be a blessing. When you do not sustain yourself, you cease to be fruitful. Because the Bible tells the book of John chapter 15, He said that I am divine and you are the practice. And the one that is connected to me is the one that continues to receive the replenishment, the one that continues to receive the nourishment. And that is the one that continues to be fruitful. You need to sustain yourself so that you can do what? You can remain fruitful. And that's why Christ had to keep on practicing the spiritual discipline in order to sustain him. The question is, how do you sustain that particular level of command? How do you sustain it? Look at Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, reading from verse number 5. It tells us the parable of the sower. It tells us the parable of the sower. And in that parable of the sower, the Lord Jesus Christ talked about three different kinds of seed. The first one was the wayside seed. The one that just fell out of the way. The second one was the rock seed. The one that fell upon the rock. The third one was the type of seed, was the thorn choked seed. The one that fell among thorns. And the cares of this choked the life out of it. And then the final one is the good ground seed. The one that fell on good ground. The question is, I want you to notice very carefully all these seeds. In all these seeds, I want you to notice one thing. That every one of those seed, apart from the one that fell by the roadside, every one of them had the opportunity to grow. The Bible said that the one that fell upon the thorn, it grew, but it died. The one that fell upon the rock, it did what? It grew, but it died. The one that fell on good ground also grew, but it maintained. The only one that did not have a chance to grow was the one that fell on the wayside. Why? Because the devil picked it up. So all of them had a chance to grow. Number two, I want you to notice, all of them had an opportunity to experience change. Because they went from being a seed to a plant. All of them, apart from the one that fell on the wayside, all of them had a chance to experience the change. Number three, all of them had that experience, that temporary change. They moved from a seed to a plant. But only one of them was able to sustain the change. Only one, the one that fell on good ground. And the question is why? A lot of people come to church. A lot of people receive the word of God. For a moment, they enjoy it. For a moment, they grow. For a moment, they change. Their finances are impacted. Their health is impacted. Their career grows. You see blessings coming their way, one way or the other. And then for some reason, they stop doing the things that is supposed to move them forward. And that is why I believe this corona is the device of the devil to walk against the church. Because there are so many people who have been doing very well. The promises of the Almighty God is loaded with blessing. And then Corona struck. And then people now went into their house and started enjoying. I like the way you're watching me online. Don't, be, don't misunderstand me. I'm not knocking anybody. But I'm saying, for you to continue to enjoy the blessings of God, it's more than just relaxing. It's more than just being at ease. It requires a little bit of effort. It requires a little bit of striving. It requires a little bit of exerting of yourself. And the seed that sustained, the seed that sustained the chain was the one that was planted on good ground. And the question is, why is it difficult to maintain your high level? Why is it difficult for you to maintain your new level of command? It is difficult because in most cases, most of the people are not properly planted. The word of God that they claim that they believe. Jesus Christ that they claim that they are following. They are not fully rooted in that particular word. The Bible tells us in verse number eight. Luke chapter eight verse five. It says, a sower went out to sow his seed and the sea, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. They came in. They had exposure. But they were not properly planted. That's why people find it very difficult to sustain the blessings of God. Number two, people are not able to sustain the blessings of God because they are not adequately shielded. The Bible said that as that particular seed fell by the wayside, it was trampled down and the breath of the air devoured it. The word of God that comes into your heart is not protected. The blessings of God is not protected. You hear the word of God, your spirit is lifted. You go back home, you open the television and you take everything that will destroy the word of God is what you are watching. How is it going to grow? We go to school, we teach the kids. These are the things that you're supposed to learn. You come back home and they open the television. Everything they have learned is everything they've learned is washed away by the TV. You are not adequately shielding what God is giving to you. You are not adequately shielding the word of God in your life. You are not adequately protecting the mercy of God, the grace of God that is upon your life. How are you going to be able to sustain it? Because one day you will come, you are saying, God loves you. You go and you watch whatever thing you are watching or surround yourself with the wrong set of crowd, and they say, oh God doesn't care about you. You keep doing that, you keep doing that. You are not going anywhere. And that's why you find a lot of Christians are taking one step forward and five steps backward. And then they wonder why they are not making progress. Sustaining is difficult when number one, you are not properly planted. Number two, you are not adequately shielded. Number three, you are not carefully cultivated. It is one thing for you to plant a seed. It's another thing for you to do what? To cultivate it. To dig around it. To loosen the soil so that the root can go deep. The deeper your root, the better established you are. Many of us are not cultivated in the word of God. You don't learn the word of God. You don't read the word of God. We don't meditate on the word of God. We don't take time to pray. And yet we want to maintain the blessings of God. It doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. Many people are having difficulty sustaining the blessings of God in their life because they are not deeply rooted. There's a lot of superficiality in the body of Christ. We know the right word to say, "Oh, praise God, Hallelujah, Jesus is God." Meanwhile, they don't know jack for His Bible. God told me, "I'm going to be the head. Ask him, make you open the Bible. We don't know where the right where the right them." This is the generation of the most ignorant people on earth. And this is the same generation that claims to know everything. Very interesting group of people. You don't know, but you think you know everything. The Lord will help us. And that is why it is very difficult to sustain the blessings of God. When you are not rooted, when you are not deep, when you have no understanding of the things that it takes to be able to preserve the blessings of God. Many of us, the blessings of God is not because God does not want to bless. But God is looking at you. If I give you this thing, you are going to kill yourself. You are not matured enough to handle it. You don't have the ability to handle it. I was watching a documentary about how Africans are now, instead of flying to Europe, they are walking to Europe. They are walking to Europe. And they follow the path that goes from northern Nigeria to Niger, from Niger to Libya, from Libya, and then they now enter into Italy or into Europe. And they are doing that. There was one of the guys that was interviewed. And this young man has spent some time in Sweden, but he was deported. He was deported back to his country. And now when that documentary team saw him, he was in Niger, waiting to be transported to Libya so that they can go back into Europe. The reason I brought that up is this. The worst thing that can ever happen to a man is to be rich before and now become poor. Mm. That's the worst thing that can happen to you. Because you will end up becoming a philosopher. If you go to Nigeria, you see all those Odova uh all those people that are uh, that we call them have uh, Abinto. to, to. the they will tell you oh I've been to london I've been to london. I've been to New York I've been to this so we call them I've been to If you see all those I've been to they are very frustrated. The reason is because there is know the life that they have enjoyed in the past and the life that they are in right now, and the frustration they are not able to get there again, so it's a very difficult situation to be. God does not want you to be an I've been told. He doesn't want you to be, I have enjoyed the blessings of God in the past, now I don't have it. And that's why he wants you to be able to sustain whatever he gives you. He wants you to be able to preserve whatever he gives you. The blessings of the Almighty God, the Bible says, make us rich and does not add any sorrow. And that is why you need to learn how to sustain whatever God gives you. And that is why God builds an individual step-by-step so that you can have the discipline. You can develop the muscle memory to be able to sustain what God gives you. If the thing comes up like that, wow! you don't have the capacity to measure it.
0: Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee.